better and worse with Jess and Rage. All right. Okay. Coming at you live from Rage's childhood bedroom. <laughs> this is Jess. This is Rage. And this is for better and worse. <clears throat> for better and worse podcast. <laughs> Don't judge me. I've been off for two weeks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you have. We haven't seen each other. We haven't even talked Valentine's Day. You just got back from freaking Utah. Yeah, Salt Lake City. Went to visit my sister. We had a blast. It was so much fun. Um, it was just a nice little getaway mid-February, which is my depression month. So <laughs> your your designated depression it's month. It's just you cycle. People cycle yearly, and that's seriously proven so true in my life. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to do this depression month. Get the fuck out. Yeah. I can't blame you. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a really good trip, though. We had a lot of fun. And she has a puppy. So cute. Her name's Papaya. Papaya. Poppy for short. I'll be. What? So cute. She, I mean, it's a little floof ball. I mean, everywhere you go, everyone's like, what is that? It's I'm just, sorry. I'm still caught up on the name Papaya. I know. For a husky. Listen, we don't go with typical husky names. We're not going for, you know, what are those? Balto. Loki. <laughs> Everyone does like real like different names. I don't know what I don't know what what did your dad name the, your dogs? Bella and Kaya. Kaya's like a yeah. typical husky name. That's what I'm saying. We don't go with typical husky names. Hence mine are Olive and Pickle. God. And Papaya. You know Brit's artsy as hell. I was so. lightweight really against Pickle. Mm-hmm. I was against it. You were. And that's okay, but it fits. Just her. because I was like, papaya is weird. Poppy is kind of normal. Mm-hmm. There's no, what are you going to call her? Pick pick? Yeah, we call it pick. Pick a do? P for short. <laughs> it's cute. It matches her. She's a goofball, so I feel like it matches her personality. Yeah. I mean, you walked right into that. I sure did. Yeah. It's like naming a kid Tyler. You just know what they're going to be like. Asshole. Yeah. Like, pure dickhead. I nannied a boy named Tyler and. God, was he sick? He's a bully. Oh, yeah. Was he? Did he turn out to be one? I don't know. I, maybe. No offense if your name's Tyler, but odds are odds you ain't are. a good person. I know. I, Sorry about it. It's coming from someone who's dating a boy named Josh, who also has. Mm, he doesn't. We have, all know. True, but he doesn't Josh. have Josh vibes. I'm going to speak on Josh, your boyfriend's behalf and say that he doesn't yeah. hold major Josh vibes. I like to call him Joshua, especially to people who are like just getting to know him. When you, call like, him when you call him Joshua, I get uh, Rachel Green vibes from friends. Joshua. <laughs> Joshua. 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 Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love it. <laughs> it makes him sound like Joshua from friends. But like my grandma, everyone only, my dad, like all everyone just calls him Joshua. Which it's I cute, like though. that name, it's but it, I mean, sure. it's a lot. It's cute. Yeah, I like it, but I'm not going to pretend it's not pretentious. <laughs> I mean, own that, though. He went by JP in high school. Ooh, JP. That's a hot boy name. That's someone that was on, I'm sure someone that was on, like, The Challenge or something. <laughs> it was JT. <laughs> uh, that's such a bullshit show, but I know. so addicting. Do you have any, like, when did you celebrate Valentine's Day? Did you guys do anything? We did not. We traveled on Valentine's oh. Day, so we flew back on the 14th, and I basically block out those days because I take an insane amount of dramamine and i just kind of drop myself <laughs> out and because i hate flying get really bad motion sickness so um yeah we didn't do anything no flowers no we usually do like cheesy stuff for halloween i mean halloween where am I? you do I a wish. lot for halloween yeah though. we do <laughs> that's another episode but um no on valentine's day we do like only cheesy stuff like it's just like the bullshit teddy bears and we do it because yeah. we think it's funny because we're just like embracing that cheesiness yeah. um but no we didn't we're like you know what this trip is our valentine's day yeah. Was I secretly sad I didn't get a piece of chocolate? Maybe. But All right, Joe. Sorry, Joe. Get, get it together after you listen <laughs> no, to that episode, was fine. Joe. The, the whole trip was worth it, and that was the best way to celebrate Yeah, you have it, any so. good good stories? You got to break it down for me. Give me, give me like, the highs and the lows. Sure. A, <laughs> the, there's a few. Yeah, so, I mean, everything's beautiful over there, right? The West is great. It was first time. Joe's first time out West, so he was, like, a kid in a candy store. Just like, no way. You know, he really does appreciate stuff like that. So, that was really cool. We went on a hike. The hike was super pretty, and it was actually like 50 degrees there when we got there. Nice. So it was just like we had our shirts off. We were like, this is fucking hot compared to what we're dealing with here. So we were like patio drinking like it's fucking April. But it was awesome. So um, we ate a lot of Chick-fil-A before we hiked, which was the one of the lows. I literally couldn't breathe. The elevation change is insane. So that was fun. And we also... Went up to a ski resort and no, we didn't ski. <laughs> we actually just like went to their spa 
which was kind of cool because you can like sit on top it was like a rooftop where you can just like see straight mountains and it's what we heard was a heated deck but they actually meant just like heated pools so everything's just covered in snow we thought like the deck was heated so you can kind of like walk around in your bathing suit and such but like no it's a straight 19 degrees up there and we're just but it was really cool so snow's coming down we you know snuck in beers and we just like sat in the hot tub which was lukewarm at that point (laughs) but i mean the views were great it was so worth it we got a little tipsy but uh funny story about that is that joe left his phone on the bus that we caught up to this is so classic if it wasn't if it wasn't him it would have been me because we do this quite often but um we (laughs) this is a series of unfortunate events we he we realized that he had left it we called the rta really quickly right away they located it and we're like okay this bus will be returning at i think it was like three three twenty two it will be back in that same spot so if you want to catch that and get it from the driver so we're like okay cool we'll drink and we'll hang out until then because we had a few hours until then and so we're just watching this clock on the in the spa area and um we see that it's about like 15 minutes till so we're gonna go down change you know and he will grab the phone and just as simple as that just as simple as that is what you think and we um get me and Brad go to the sauna we get out joe comes out his face is so pissed off and he's like he's like the fucking clock was wrong at the pool upstairs he's like i was 10 minutes late i'm like oh my god he's like i literally missed the bus by like a hair he's like i was running he's like and then i went on the wrong floor so i missed it completely (laughs) it was a whole whole mess but luckily britta's friends in salt lake city who drove to like their next stop and was able to pick up the phone so Oh, and my. you know, Joe doesn't take things like this very easily. Oh, so. no. Like on a scale from like one to flat tire on the side of the highway in the middle of the hottest day of summer after if your bachelorette if party. If that's the 10, <laughs> we were at like a seven ish, okay. but we were like all over this scale. Right. He would be like, I'm pissed about it. And then he'd be like, fuck it. I don't care because I'm just going to get a new phone anyways to like, I can't believe I did that. I'm really hard on myself. So it was like a whole roller coaster of emotions. Also, but- speaking of your bachelorette party. Jess lost her phone in the river. And you want to know my reaction compared to Joe's? Fuck it. Leave it. We're going. I just like didn't care. I was so ecstatic to be on this river kayaking with my friends drunk as hell. And I really had like zero care. I was like, it's a it's a materialistic thing, you know, know. whatever. And I just some of your friends were like, Jess, where'd you leave it? And I was just like, fuck it. I am so about like, I'm not ruining anyone's time around me to like go back and get my phone and be the buzzkill, especially because it's my party. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I'll just get a new one. But obviously that's just drunken Jess speaking. But just while we're on this topic, I do feel like the the universe now that we're on TikTok for sure, the universe deserves to know about your highlight from that river kayaking trip. Which was oh, just seeing a rope dangling, calling dang- my name. Yeah, yes. dangling above above the river. Did she have to climb a tree like Mowgli? Yes. <laughs> Did she get on that rope like at a velocity in which your hands should have fallen off? Okay, the physics didn't line up really. <laughs> I mean, we'll. Oh, I think we'll post a picture about it so you can really get a I good saw visual. The videos. Oh, well, video is even better. Oh, my God. But this lady, she's like, I'm a nurse. I'll coach you through it. And of course, someone <laughs> says, I'm a nurse and you have my full trust. So I'm like, OK, <laughs> mind you, like I have a bunch of friends with very good jobs that I could have listened to. But now I was like, this stranger's a nurse. She's got me. <laughs> and I she just coached me through and she's like, go out a little further, grab the rope and just swing out. And like, if you see this, like, you know, like it just wasn't a good idea. But everyone else, like all my friends were giving me this look like, "Uh, okay, she's going to do it anyway. So let's just watch her. And I just we had to take off your wedding ring, right? Oh, we definitely yeah. did because it would have been lost. So I just honestly. So there was we were at, of an intoxication level that we still had our brains about us. Some of us. Not you. <laughs> But um, yeah, so I just slid down this rope like a stripper pole and ripped my hands wide open. <laughs> I mean, the blisters were crazy. And yes, I still had to kayak back about three to four miles with a pain level at like an eight or a nine. Oh my God. That was the most insanity. Worth it though. I mean, like if I didn't come back with a story like that for my bachelor party, did I even do it right? <laughs> no. Oh my God. Worth it. Would do it again. The day after that. Oh, it was they so were, bad. Or maybe it was that night. People were going out again. And I just like, I am an old grandma lady. And uh, I was in major pain. 
um i'm an old grandma lady and so people were like still going out i was like we just drank for like six hours in the blazing sun mm-hmm. i'm gonna pass i'm gonna smoke six on this patio with kim oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and my enneagram seven was like the fomo is real i wish i could but i was sick i was done for so doomed from the jump i know but it was fun worth it Oh my god what a what a time what i'm a glad time. we got on a bachelorette tangent your bachelorette party was, was so fun it was wild i know i was the odd one out in that group i was just over here like hey i'm I don't, for the ride. I'm, i don't know any of y'all <laughs> but it was fun <laughs> very fun okay i'm coming at you with a new segment we're gonna do stupid fight of the week stupid fight of the week i got one for you rage as okay well. Okay, so Joe and I were watching Cheaper by the Dozen. Where where it set the scene. Are set you- the scene. This was at home. So him and I are just chilling on the couch. Oh. And I'm like, this is a nostalgic movie for me. It feels good. I love it. I love the puke scene. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. And Steve Martin cracks me up hardcore. He is so funny. So we're watching this. And it's the scene with the chandelier, right? When they move into this new home. And everyone's oh. playing everywhere. They're playing hockey upstairs. And all of a sudden, the beans from even Stevens, if you know, but um, that's his, <laughs> he is the neighbor boy and he comes over, starts swinging on whatever. And Steve Martin <laughs> in this scene is just like makes a sarcastic comment when the chandelier falls and he like just laughs it off. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, that is so attractive. Like how he just like takes this, you know, chaos and like makes jokes about it and just brushes it off like it's no big deal. And Joe's like that's attractive jess and like <laughs> if you know joe like that steve martin's character is the exact opposite of what joe is going to be as a dad so i think he you would might like, as well have punched him in the he was, in the throat he was like are you fucking kidding me like that's yeah is that what you want maybe you should rethink our marriage and i'm like <laughs> no i'm just saying like if you hand you know it's just like an attractive way to handle stress like no way like the chandelier's broken. What are you going to do? Get mad about it? And he's just looking at me like, yes, that's who I am. That's what I would do. And we just like kind of brushed it off. Like, okay, whatever. Like, and, and he's like, that's like the only time I'll get mad about Steve Martin. Okay. And it just, it was such a stupid fight. We kind of like were quiet for a little bit. And he's like, do you want food? And like, that's how, yeah, mar- yeah. that's how married fights end. It's yeah, just yeah. like, we're still here together. So yeah, we're, we're like, what, what do you want for dinner? Because <laughs> you think that's attractive because you want to fuck steve, steve martin. martin i didn't mean is i just meant like <laughs> the way he handles stress and maybe that was a pass at joe but it was funny we worked through it but it was a stupid fight we fought about steve martin and cheaper by the dozen i mean steve martin was hot in that movie dad hot very much dad I'm hot. Into it. same oh my god well if we're going on if we're doing this like if it's a dual thing okay i've been trying Might to think well. You know, I'm I'm picking between if we're choosing one, um, the anxiety before going to couples acro yoga on Valentine's Day. No, you didn't. Or trying to move a bigger couch into this room, <laughs> getting oh. stuck in the corner, and it just wasn't happening. Wait, you need to back it up and go to couples acro yoga yes. because number one, that sounds so fun. Yeah, but I can't imagine Josh being stoked for it. Oh no. But it was one of those things like so um, if if you're a new listener and you don't know, um, I, Rachel, have been divorced um, and I'm only 27 years old. So I've just, you know, I've been living through it. And part of Josh's curse in dating a divorcee is um, I make him do shit just because I'm like, I got to know that you can do this. You need to support me in whatever this is. Which is in my, one of my things is like I just want us to like try new things, try new things, be open. Like, have I ever done acro yoga? No. Can I barely do yoga as it is? Yeah. <laughs> but we're gonna try to get you to lift me up with your bare legs, <laughs> <laughs> my oh. dead ass body weight. Oh my god! So how did it go? Oh, it was good. It was good. He he. Josh is like his anxiety is all just like before, and once he's there, he's yeah, chilling. He yeah. just performs. Isn't that with everyone and everything? It's like yeah. you just create a bad scenario in your head. So you- yes, but this man, he's the class clown of 2011, Roosevelt High School. Never forget, he's a performer at his best. Um, did we perform well in acro yoga? Absolutely not. No, no, no. <laughs> was it worth it though? Was it fun? Yes, it was Go fun. Ahead. It was fine. Like it was, it was good. But before it, he was like. 
he just was having a bad weekend you know what i mean yeah like just when you're like stressed out for like no real reason Mm -hmm. and like and i'm just over here like someone who struggled with mental health my whole life having no tolerance over here like dude pick it up you have to brush past it this is what we do we throw it under the rug yeah like just i mean i was just like dude i don't know what i can do for you yeah but I mean, I think endorphins helps, you know, we got to get a little workout in, did some yoga flow. And then, um, yeah, we tried to lift each other up with our, and I lifted him up. Let it be known. In the Superman pose, that's all yes. I'm picturing is just Superman. Which is Superman the, pose. I, I like imagine Superman pose for the entire class. Which, let it be known, difficult. Um, I didn't think that when I was lifting my sister up as a nine-year-old oh yeah we were like 60 pounds (laughs) but maybe some of us i was like 100 yeah i'm a big girl (laughs) i'm a big girl i lied about my weight forever forever. still do (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm more i'm more okay with it now but yeah absolutely in fifth grade when people i was also a giant for my Uh, age i was a mutant ninja turtle yeah jess um have you not heard this story i was five seven until i injured my back and then i really you shrunk I shrunk two inches. No way. Yeah. Got a compression fracture in my back. For us tall girls, that's a blessing. We would love to shrink two inches. No. I still have tall girl energy. I think that also helps that like <laughs> my mom and my sister are like 5'2". And so I and my grandma's like 4'8". And so I just tower over every woman in my family. And I'm like, I am the baddest bitch out here. Oh my God. And I'm over here at 5'5 five, five and a half on a good day. <laughs> so you You're actually not that tall. No. When I'm around you, I feel small. Small. I feel like a small lady. That's 90% of people around me. I love it. I, I would love to be tall. I think it's a classic case of want what you can't have. Yeah. You know? I had it. <laughs> Lost it. <laughs> Whatever. Thanks. Volleyball. Whatever. <laughs> I forget where I was going with that. But, oh yeah, and then the other little fight. I mean, <sighs> what is it with men and moving furniture that makes them into the most irate versions of themselves oh my god i can attest to this a hundred percent it's like guys if it doesn't fit it doesn't fit also yeah what is it i think it's just like i don't know joe's just like wanting it to be done yeah and it's just it's like i'm trying to fit a fucking eight foot couch it's a long ass couch it's this green couch but way longer it's from the 70s it's from my grandma's basement and I won't let anybody throw these couches out. No, why would you? They'll die with me. Take the upholstery out. Make my casket in great condition too. Yes, Janet took care of her shit, but it was a bit of my fault because (laughs) I'll admit it. This couch was already in here, and then the next day I woke up and I said, "There's no reason why the bigger couch can't fit up here too." You because know, I'm like, if it fits in, it'll fit in. But, like, the extra, like, four feet of the other couch, just, like, it couldn't get around the corners in the hallway. Yeah, it gets tricky. You have to, like, know Tetris. Like, be an expert master at Tetris yeah. to understand moving furniture. Yeah, and my mom Never understood it. is just sitting in her bed in her bedroom when we had to, like, put, get the couch in her bedroom to get it, try to get it in here. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Josh is just like the silent treatment, you know. And I'm like, hey, you know, you gotta communicate open lines here. And he just lift the couch without telling me. And I'm God, like, it's the worst. It's I got so no tolerance, worst. dude. Because then he's like lifting it back, hurting, like hurting himself. And I'm like, I didn't know. You gotta get count me down. Count me down from three, babe. Joe's signature move is a classic. <sighs> it's a huff, and then he. <sighs> puts his hands through his head his whole family's gonna laugh so hard at that because it's a classic like it's a huge indicator of like something bad's coming like it's such like the precursor signs it's it's bad though i mean if you should have seen joe putting up the the flat screen tv onto the wall oh my god the shakiest the shakiest hands he's like this is gonna rip off the wall i'm like oh my god put it up oh it's bad yeah i it just it's something i'd rather not do with him but i think we're stuck with these moving partners of ours oh my god shit like that is like it makes me just want to like hire professionals for for everything everything. (laughs) (laughs) like i don't want to oh god i no joe i'm not gonna bash him that he's not handy like he can he can so can josh but do i want to witness yeah i'd rather his blood pressure sometimes i leave the house and i'm like can you put this together for me did he leave today with the clot yeah you know, like, did he get just, like, 
the, did the blood i don't know how science works but i'm sure can't be good for his yeah, health all that stress yeah and he just like he knew that i really wanted the couch in here so he's like that's the point he's like he, he, he's like oh it's for you babe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's for you babe and i'm like i don't care that much and then we so we had to like backtrack like we live in a split level so it's like it had to come up two flights of stairs and they're not big flights but you know too many flights of stairs then we had to try to take it back downstairs to like the living room where it was originally Isn't it the worst one wasn't we've... going wasn't fitting back yeah. down that way so we had to take it all the way around the house in the oh snow and i'm just dying laughing like i'm just like crying like i'm like i got weak wrists like i i can't like i got baby wrists I know there's you no point in them i need to build my build muscle in my wrists and I'm like, I'm like, babe, I'm gonna drop it. And he just wants it done. Like oh, he yesterday. just wants it done. And he's, but he's laughing too. So it's like oh, it, it was a bit of a fight because we had to take a break in the middle because he had to go back to work. Let's keep in mind he's working from home at his corporate job, and I made him on his lunch break try to move this couch. Uh, and I was like, granted, I didn't think it was gonna be that hard. You never know. You never know. You had to try it. And- I know. It was very triggering. Lots of flashbacks to yeah. failed relationships, you know. And I was just like, in the end, we at least had my mom to, like, laugh. Yeah. And, like, the, be yeah, the, like, a little comic relief there. Yes. Like, the, the third person that yeah. kind of can relieve that stress. Yeah. But there we are. But speaking of triggering bad relationships. Oh. Nice gonna- segue, Jess. Hey. hey. We are going to dive into red flags of relationships. Okay. Yeah. So I know when you first make it official, it's easy to ignore these red flags, right? Don't don't want to think about them. Everything's perfect. Right. We're, or maybe you didn't even like make it official yet. You're just like meeting this person on Tinder and you're like, oh. And just rose-colored yeah, glasses. rose-colored glasses, baby. Exactly. So either it's fun to stay blissfully ignorant. There's some serious issues that you shouldn't should not ignore and what are these signs you're gonna hear them from two millennials who are not experts but we're also not your mom so we won't judge you as bad but we've been in relationships some (laughs) shitty ones so (laughs) (laughs) so we could talk from our experience or from people we know our friends going through it so all right who who wants to go first go ahead Rach. take it away all right all right we're each doing five right five uh, yeah, we can. One, two. Well, we'll see we'll how see. we'll see how okay. far they take okay. us. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so, I have enough to go. But well, my first one, I'm gonna speak from the wedding photographer in me that has seen a lot of dynamics. Um, a big red flag to me for like other couples is when one partner and I'm gonna be honest, it's always the dude um, is just so uninterested. In what's going on they're so checked out they're so just like fuck it and it's like i think to a certain extent it's like good when it's like one person's taking lead sure but like if you're trying to like plan one of the biggest most like impactful day of your lives and your partner's just like fuck it fuck it I don't yeah, care. I think we should clarify that there's a difference of like, go with the flow. This is my girl's yeah. day. Yeah, anything you want, babe. Sure. That's different than like uninterested. Uninterested. Yeah. I've seen that too. And I'm like, ooh, he's a dude. Like if a guy isn't even interested in what the food is, I'm like, mm. Yeah. Because then I just go to like, what if you're planning like your nursery one day? What if you're planning like what house you're gonna buy are you really want going to spend the rest of your life with someone that's just like meh meh about everything no like to me i'm just like that is just a red flag to me when i see it's like like, that just is like it's a dud of a dude like easy to date because he's just not gonna have interest in anything I don't know or maybe we don't see what goes on behind closed doors like maybe i don't know you know those girls are also the girls that make endless excuses for their partners. Facts. Yeah. Like, oh, just busy at work. Mm-hmm. It's like, if he wanted to, he would. Right. If he wanted to, he would. If he, like, wanted to be an active and engaging partner, he would. But he clearly doesn't care. And that's, like, the big thing. It's like, 
I truly believe you should care. You should care about this day. You should care about it because it's like the foundation of your marriage. Like these are the pictures that are going to be at your funeral, bro. Yeah. So in just care a little. You care. And honestly, gals, if you have to convince this dude to propose. Okay, Ooh, that's a different red flag. A, I yeah, should have wrote that that's down. That's a good Shoot. red flag. We're just going to go there. Did you write that down? I didn't, but I, okay. I feel like I can go off there off the top of the yes. dome. I just think that if you're, it can be a joke, right? Obviously, if you want to keep that secret, that's not something you talk about as a couple and it's like a, it's a joke. Yeah. But if it's a joke lasts longer than you feel is necessary right. and you're like begging, it just like, I feel like that's so distasteful. It's like still waiting yeah. or like those TikToks of like the girl, like talking into oh. the phone of like K jewelers prince house cut like, oh my god I don't know. it just is like have the conversation with your dude so when you know like you know it's coming soon yeah and this is my like, thing that's a red flag. this is something i talked about with josh about like like other people it's like like just from like when i talked to him about guys because i'm like i can't relate to this you know but like whenever i get an inquiry and it's like he finally broke down and proposed i'm like should have been done my girl and my thing is is like dude like to the guy or to the other partner proposing, if you are unsure or if you're not stoked about marrying that person, let him go. Like how sad, how yeah. sad is that when you have to like, especially it's always with the couples that have been together forever, right? Yeah. It's always with the couples that have been together for five plus years and the girl has been thinking about it and waiting for it all this time. Like the four years. And the guy just cannot be asked. Like it is... It is so heartbreaking to see because I'm just like, do you even want this? Right. Like, I get, like, take your time. Figure out what you want. But, like, you shouldn't be unsure about someone you spent the past five years with. And if you are, like, guys. Yeah. I feel like we hear this a lot because of being in industry. Because they will tell us their story. Right. We hear people's proposal stories all the time. So it's like finally broke down or like i had to beg him forever it's like well you don't have to beg someone to marry you no you're a cool person yeah exactly be like because here's the thing you deserve to be with someone who thinks the world of you if you are not with a person that thinks the world of you if you're not with the person that you know without a doubt like thinks you are the best person in the world you can do better point blank you can do better yeah don't don't ever ever beg someone you can like point out timelines like hey i'm 32 i'd like to be married by the time i'm 35 that's just a goal for me like that's one thing but it's like just those couples that are like oh ooh, we all know them yeah we do yeah and it's cool if you're on the same page if you're dating for six years and you both aren't thinking about marriage but just communicate great. that yeah. just communicate that i feel like in most scenarios of what we're talking about is that they don't talk about it. And that's just get on the same page. So you know that it's coming soon and that you don't feel like you're missing out on something like that's just a miscommunication. Yes. Okay. This kind of piggybacks yours, but, um, a red flag in my opinion is when they don't show interest in what is important to you. Ooh. Yeah. So this like piggybacks of like being a done, not being interested in general, but like stuff that is interesting to you. Um, I felt like, Joe was a game changer in this for me. And mm-hmm. I'll just speak for experience. Um, I would date guys that I would be like, I don't even know if I was into the into photography at the time, but I would be like, you know what? You ask classic questions. Like, what are you, what are your interests? What, what are your you hobbies? Into? Yeah, what are your hobbies? Classic. And it's like, uh, I don't have any. I'm a millennial. So, um, <laughs> no, I would, you know, they'd be like, oh, that's dope. You know? And then like I told Joe about, and he was like, Oh, we should do something about that. Like you spark up oh, when you. I have the best story. Yeah, for this. I feel like we could. Segue. I wish I had the screenshot available to me. Yeah, there's a difference between like someone be like, "Oh, that's dope," and then like someone like taking action. Yes. In it, and that's ex- someone exactly who like what... believed in your dream. Like Joe, like you had been dating for maybe like seven months at the time, and I was planning this photographer's workshop, which is like something that I do, um, in Oregon. And Jess was following one of the other girls that was, like, coming to host the retreat and heard about it and, like, told Joe. And literally, it's just kind of like a first-come, first-serve, like, whoever signs up. Well, I didn't know that. This is, like, my first 
anything into the industry. So I like just went go big or go home. Like these are yeah. these whole jobs. These are full-time wedding photographers. And I'm like, and I hey. get this message from Joe who I don't even know is a stranger to me at the time, just as a stranger to me. And he's like, Hey, I just wanted to reach out on behalf of my girlfriend, Jess oh Cardelloni. My God. She's the best person I know. And I just wanted to like, like back her up. Blah, blah, blah. Like, She's going to be so amazing at this. And she just has so much to learn. And she will embarrass already. I, I did. I ever show you yeah, that the night. Of, yeah. The first night we were there while we like after our first shoot, we were all editing. And I'm like, what is this editing circle? But he's I'm like, like, yeah, he's like I know she's going to apply. But I just wanted to say, like, if if you have space, she'd be the perfect person. to When come. I found out about it, I was like, I didn't get in because of you, Joe. I got in because of me. And he's <laughs> And he was like, Jess, I would never want to take that away. Jess, like, you I- got in because you paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now I know the truth. Now I know the truth. But I really, I reached out to Rach and I was like, hey, amateur hour. I have a crop sensor. I have no idea what I'm doing. And Rach was like, we'd love to have you. And that is how our story began. And you killed it, girl. Here I am now. Here you are now. Full time. Full time. Doing the shit. Doing it. Um, but yeah, so that was something that was really different in my experience where I knew that, um, people actually do give a shit. (laughs) So, um, it's not like normal for people to be like, oh, cool. Like just like kind of like stay back on it. But like people who really show up for you and like show interest in what you're interested in, like those people give a shit. So, um, I was like, wait, this is an actual mature relationship. I was like, I felt like it was like taken to the next level. I was like. I've actually never experienced that in relationships. I was like, oh. Yeah. And really stripped down. It's like, it's a person that likes you. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I think But doesn't any, like the things that you I like, think, like, it's you. Yeah. It's not the things that you do for them or the habits that you're in with them. Right. It's who you are as a person. I would say Josh did the same thing. He totally flipped, like... He, you know, he's like the best photographer in the world. Rachel yeah. Roche. Yeah. Like he's, he is. He hypes you up. And hypes that, me up yeah. and like loves, loves walking with me through all my mm-hmm. crazy shit. And like he, I literally like, I never understood before Josh, like the, I couldn't do it without him thing until I had a support system like that. Mm-hmm. Like, because before it was literally like, I'm just doing my shit on my own. Like, yeah. I, I believe in myself. I'm going to do it. Like my partner doesn't, but that's fine. That's on him. I'm going to chase my dreams. But with Josh, it's like, Oh no. Like I would have significantly less confidence, significantly less like ability to believe in myself without someone to be like, Rach, you got this. You're the best. Like just having that extra support system. I feel like, yeah fuels you to even like do better oh yeah so that's such an important one dope you deserve better that's all i gotta say like to people like you deserve better than someone who isn't interested than someone who prioritizes their hobbies above your interests and like their time above yours like you guys should be partners that's why i call it like josh is my boyfriend but like i call him my partner because i'm like oh yeah that i truly believe like we like also i i'm like bisexual so it's like i i don't want anyone to assume who i'm with because i don't think it matters mm-hmm. you know i don't i don't think it actually matters but like i always call josh my partner because i'm like it's he is that i feel like that's a good i always say He's partner not, too because yeah. it's like you guys are doing life together yeah like that and makes you more of like a cohesive unit yes. and like not one is before or above yes. the other it just is like joe and i talk about that all the time like we're doing life together like yes. we're not on Even husband this. and wife these days have has like an implication of like mm-hmm. oh who's wearing the pants oh, oh who's wearing the <laughs> it's so offensive i know like makes me cringe i know all those valentine's day like did you ever see the facebook the big viral facebook like challenge the valentine's day challenge should you have you seen oh it's like the million questions who yes. does this who does one of this? the questions is who wears the pants oh i didn't see that what is that misogynistic fuckery yeah, we both wear it. pants. We also are just human beings. Prioritize whoever is the strong, the stronger character. We're, I don't like, like that. I don't like it either. Facebook. I would, I don't know if Facebook's responsible. Yeah, it's probably someone else, and then it got around. But. Some other misogynistic bullshitter. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay. Is it okay. Not? It's your turn, Rich. Go ahead. Okay. This one is kind of like a <laughs> something like when I meet someone. 
I didn't really date, but if I were to date, this is like kind of like a red flag. <laughs> and Josh did not pass this vibe check, I will just say. <laughs> but like one of those millennial dudes that's just like obsessed with day trading, bro. Like with what? Day trading. Like the stock market. Oh, God. Like yeah. an Elon Musk simp and like a real Joe Rogan podcast. Like, oh. <laughs> But Josh is into this. Oh, and it just, it's like, I mean, you could just be someone trying to learn something new. You could be a misogynist. I don't know. It's a red flag for me. I got to flat. I got to raise the flag. I got to scope the perimeter. I got to see what's going on there. Really, like, if we get it down to it, it's like society has told men that they are the earners and that women are, like, supposed to be, like, beautiful and, I mean, like, yeah, they, there's. Men are the breadwinners. Women are the homemakers, and they're Mm -hmm, supposed to like mm -hmm. look good and be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think like that establishes like, but it's like these guys that are like, they think they have this like new organic thought. Like I just want to retire by forty. I don't really go hard in the stock market. If I just refer to these people as people who are in business, (laughs) we just like blanket covered people who work in business and marketing. We're like, you guys are all the same. You know, no one understands what you actually do. But we just like blanket him as like, oh, you in business? He, oh, he probably works in business. Oh, but it's just one of those things. It gives me like a bit of a cringe. Like Josh like reads the books about the stock. Market I know nothing about. He the listens stock market. to the Joe Rogan podcast every week, and I'm always just like, dude. <laughs> I love that you like say this is a red flag, but you're pulling this red flag on your now boyfriend. Oh yeah, I don't love it, but it's like I get the like catchiness of it. Yeah, but it's like also but it's be like a little a bit more original it, so- to me like i'm sorry yeah i feel like if you invest in stocks like you're kind of smart though i have i have an ira i got a roth ira bitch i'm doing it rich you just found out what that was like no i knew i knew what it was a long time ago i I was a banker oh Oh, i've lived a lot of lives but i didn't ever feel like i needed to to do it and then i'm like bitch 30s turning corner so get your finances in gear. But it's like sometimes Josh, like this is what I mean about, it's not like the stock market is inherently the problem. It's the people that are like, I want to quit my job and oh, do yeah. the stock, stock market. Stonks. Like, let me tell you, I've never heard the word GameStop so much in my fucking life. Oh my God. Then in the past month. Rach, <laughs> we keep track of this GameStop stuff. If you're about GameStop, take it on a hedge fund. <laughs> I have no idea. Like you're speaking a foreign language to me. Jo- I mean, Joe got into it over the weekend. All weekend and like couldn't understand it, so so we both kind of threw it away. I was like, "Oh, cool, something for you to get into." But this is one of Joe's many things that he will fall in love with for a weekend or about a week, and then tosses out the window. It's not. I mean, so I literally know nothing about it. I just I think if you invest, like, you're smart. Like, yeah, inve- but that's the thing. Investing and day trading are, t- I think, two different things. Like my dad had stocks, and it's like. It was just like a long game stock. Like he just yeah. kept it in there. Okay. Like this is That's like smart, take I it think. in, pull it out, take it in, pull. And I'm just like, it's stressful. I'm like, you, no nah, man. Like you gotta live yeah. a life. Get health insurance, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> we'll work on that. First. Yeah, like that's a requirement for me. I need you to have health insurance. I don't have. I mean, I do, but I pay way too much money for it. So, got married and we covered that for me. I lucky bitch. You're on your way to it. I know, but I don't want to get married just for the health, health insurance, insurance just, I know. but that will be 80% okay. of the reason, other than eternal <laughs> love. I <laughs> know uh, you're not even kidding either. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, moving along. Okay, this is a typical red flag that I've, I, I see this in like younger couples and I feel like I had an experience with this in one of my relationships is that you only spend time with each other. Oh, um, I, am, I have a good one that fits with that. It's, it's just such a sign of controlling behavior. Yes. Um, it's just true in the fact that we all need external influences and support. And, you know, when, sh- when shit hits the fan and you're the only person this you, that you go to for support, it's just really unhealthy. It creates a really toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. And... Um, no one likes that. No one likes that you two don't no. socialize with your friends and family. Like, you don't love each other that much. We just, we, people automatically will just kind of view that. People from the outside will be like, ooh, this is toxic. Like, yes. they don't, they don't socialize with other people. Like, 
and I get it. Like manipulation and controlling happens all the time. And I've been a victim of it. Like we, I've been through it. So it's like, I get that you can kind of fall into that and that's okay. But like, just realize that's just a red flag. Get the fuck out. Yes. <laughs> so mine is you don't have fun socializing together. That was me oh, and my ex-husband. I like this because like because like it more... leads to isolation. Yes. If you don't have fun, if you don't have the same friends, if you don't that's... have the same sense of humor, because that's what I think. I think socializing highlights as- different aspects of your personality. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you're socializing, obviously your partner can't, like, control you as much. Right. Can't control those aspects of, like, your personality that but they might dampen shut, down. You really will shut yourself down, though. Just, like... Oh, yeah. Subconsciously. You know what I mean? Because you'll be, like, can't have too much fun. Like... Yeah. You know, because you felt... Because you still have... He still has that... He or she has that control over you. Yes. Mm, it's interesting. Yes. So. I like that because that's more of, like, as we get older, you'll see that more. Like, they will go out and socialize to, like, check it off their list. But oh. it's, like, neither one of are actually having a genuinely good time my ex-husband and i stopped socializing together because of that like we would try like certain things but it was just like it was so like and we owned it it was like we don't have fun doing this so like if we're gonna stay married let's not have these fights and let's just not let's not go to parties together let's not go to like dinner with your parents together you know it was all those things because it was just like it wasn't fun anymore and then I just got to the point where I realized, like, I want it to be fun. I yeah. want to, like, go to Jess's Halloween party and yeah. dress up and have a good time. I want to have Christmas with my family and not want to throw up the entire time and just be counting down the hours for it to be over. Like, yeah. you should have fun socializing with each other because, truly, you should bring out the best in each other. And, like, couples should want to see that. Like, and your friends should see that. Right. And then, like, if you aren't having fun in social situations, that's when you isolate yourself. That's when you're just, like, the two of you. Right. Living your own life. Yeah. And, I mean, it's different. If you guys are both naturally, like, not super social people and you don't naturally have a lot of friends, like, that's one thing. But I'm saying, like, like, one is, like, antisocial, like, like, it's anxiety in social situations. That's okay. We're not saying, like. Yeah. Just, like, make sure your partner's there for you in that. And, like, you guys have a safe word or you guys have, like, yeah. they notice your cues of being, like, hey, this is too much. Like, that's fine. Yeah. But, no, this whole, like, you can't hang out with your friends type shit. Yeah. Which I- and I think, like, if you're dating a partner that's, like, has a bit of social anxiety and you don't, drive separately to that event together. Good There's idea. something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Like, come up with your own way of, like, working things out. Like, if you're if you know, like, your partner isn't going to have super fun but you want them there – don't put the added pressure on, like, making yourself leave early. Like, just say, like, wow, let's drive separately. Yeah. People at the party might be like, oh, that's weird. But then they're gonna, they're not going to remember that when they go to sleep at night. No, sometimes your cup gets full. It's my – that's my analogy. Like, you just so – your cup gets filled up, you know, a little bit of – a little bit of so- – oh, I just spilled. A little bit of social time. A little bit of relationship time. A yeah. little family time. Like, that just gets – that adds up. And I need to empty that out sometimes. And that yeah. means alone time. Like, I get to recharge. So it's like – I don't know, just know your cues. And, like, if your partner's being quiet that day, it's just, like, maybe they need a little extra support. So go stand by them. Like, bring yeah. – they can, like, be b- beside you, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's that's a good way to navigate it. But I'm just – I guess what I'm saying was, like, you guys avoid other people and you know that that's wrong. Or you know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. guys are only depending on each other and not spending – and, like, avoiding time with others. Because if you can't confide in friends and family about, you know, problems with them, if there are any, like – that's just a big sign of manipulation and control yeah which we don't love okay yeah that's mine okay well and then i added mine to it so who's next really oh you did who's next i added the (laughs) don't have fun socializing together. okay i have a good one okay um your friends and family don't like them yeah Uh, it should be i know you can talk about this um from personal experience i have not obviously like those people i didn't bring around my family or friends or they would have been like (laughs) yeah um but yeah i think they need i think it's important also for that person to make an effort to you know yeah your friends and family and this rule doesn't apply to toxic families this rule applies to like you have a good relationship with your parents and or siblings or all of them and dating this person the people important to you we'll say that yeah 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 families can be yeah, but those people are your family, you know, yeah. chosen family, right, whatever. Right, right. But, like, I definitely can attest to, like, 
Well, when Dave and I first started dating, it was my mom loved him, loved him, loved him, loved him. She talked. Sherry is not a hard person to please. Let's just put that out there now. She's one of the most loving, nicest humans ever. And oh. she will welcome anyone with open arms. And I know. Like, Let me cook you a meal. She's so sweet. But it didn't take long for people to be like, uh, like mostly just like, he's fine, but like not for you. That was the vibe. Like, oh. And then, I mean, then it got worse and worse. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. I didn't get along with his parents and, you know, he didn't get along with my family. And it, it caused so much tension and like, honestly, hurt for me. For my sister, for my parents, like it was just this like, because you don't ever want to be around someone who doesn't like you. Yeah. And it's like, I married someone who didn't like the people that I liked the most. And that was just never going to be a good combination. Right. <laughs> like it, it just sucked. And family is important. Like you don't, like if you have a good relationship with your family and the people you're close to. Like, it's more than just, like, who you're dating. It's the person that you might have kids with or share nieces and nephews with. It's the Mm -hmm. person that, like, you could be going on family vacations with. Yes. Like, I always thought a deal breaker for me is if we show up to a family function and we can't go separate ways without me having to worry about him or check in or anything, I'm like, that is the guy for me. Like, it was like... I know that you're comfortable. You know, we'll check back in. I get that. Like, there's, I'm not saying go off on your own and never talk to you again. Yeah. Fuck off. But I mean, like, a if huge, I know you're comfortable with, around. Them. A huge thing for me was when Josh and I went to San Francisco because um, I was taking pictures of, like, my cousin and her fiance. And so we stayed with them for a couple days. And um, Jono is, like, such a good dude. Awesome. And he was like, Josh, you want to go golfing? I'm like, Josh didn't have any clothes, any shoes, any whatever was able to borrow some from Jono's friend and they just were gone for like half a whole day. That's the best. And I was just like, awesome. Like I didn't have to worry about it. And then like they had a good time. So like, you know, we, we went on a little mini vacation, came back to San Francisco and he's like, you want to go ride motorcycles? And Josh borrowed his friend's motorcycle. And they just like went for another couple hours. And I'm just like, yes, I had, I truly had never had that. Yeah. And it was this like, my whole world has changed. Mm-hmm. Like he is a part of my family. Game changer. Absolutely game changer. And again, you deserve that. Whoever's listening. Yeah. You deserve to have someone who fits with your family. Absolutely. Especially if that's it's a such priority a weight. For you. It's such a weight off your shoulders. It just is yes. one of the best things. Like my dad and Josh text. See, that's good. That is so, I mean, my dad's 76 years old. I got an old dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when got he was 50. Man. Like, but my dad will, like, text Josh first if he has a question. Like, you know, sometimes they, like, ask you to ask your partner. My dad will just cut straight to Josh. And I'm like, yes, good. I'll sob. Like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, so good we get a classic group text yes which is good though we love that we love that okay so i think it's my turn again now yep okay you don't have the same versions of what the future looks like Ooh. yeah so like i just think my most glaring example of this is actually my parents um who had like quite a significant age difference 18 years um but my so my dad like I said I just said he was 50 when he had me so like my mom was 21 when she got married um to a 39 year old man 38 or 39 um but he didn't want kids and she did different versions of what the world like what they wanted I think people like I don't know that's tough because and like my mom won people break that off though like you know, or there's resentment that comes with that. Yes. So I I said, can bring sacrifices and resentment. So someone sacrificing. Mm-hmm. That's a big word I would use in my marriage. Was like, there was just sacrificing, sacrificing. Like, you're not where you want to be. I'm not where I want to be. I don't have the relationship with my family that I want. You don't have the relationship with family that you want. Like, it, it was just this constant. Like, we were never on the same page anymore. And I... I, we got married not really on the same page thinking that marriage would get us on the same page 
not true. And like my parents, like, I mean, with that example, like obviously they had two kids. Right. Worked, worked out. You know, my dad, I don't know if he loved being a dad, but he loved having us. Like he loves me and my sister. He loves seeing us grow, you know, different when I was growing up. Like I think he felt very like unqualified as a dad, which is sad to like think about, Mm -hmm. but like he was like, he's one of my favorite people on the face of the earth now. Like the most wonderful like person, but like sacrifices there's compromise and then there's sacrifice. Yeah, I was just going to note on compromise because if you can get to one and both feel, you know, like they're both heard and maybe some is making, one is making more of a sacrifice but feels it's done out of love and like right. there's a good uh, feeling in there, then that's that's good. But I don't know, like, I think that doesn't always go that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> it doesn't, it always, like the, that's when the resentment comes and that like you don't, feel that consciously all the time it just kind of bubbles up and you're like "Ooh, i kind of you'll just be like living your daily life living your daily life and then something will come up like the holidays will come or whatever and you're like i'm resentful for you i'm resentful that i can't be you know who i want to be who where i want to be you know like if you're with someone and like their dream is to move across the country and you're like no that's so serious yeah, like I, I think sometimes that is deal breaker because if that's their dream and you're and you can't fulfill that, like there will be resentment. Yeah, Josh but- and I actually talked about this recently. Like, he's working for like a company that's like a national company, and like a a huge part of him wants to move out west, wants to move to California or Colorado or, or something. And I like fuck, I did that. You know, mm-hmm. like I moved to Oregon and I did that thing and I just know that like it's just too far from Ohio and I love my family and I love being here too much. Like I love and more than that, I love my town. I love Kent, Ohio. You do. I do. I love it. She's a big fan. I am a big fan. Will I go to a high school football game over my dead body? <laughs> <laughs> too much trauma. In too high much school. trauma. Too much trauma. <laughs> but like I do I do love it here and like we talk about that seriously because I'm like I also I just started another business <laughs> like that's I a, a classic rage if I, I've ever heard I, it. yeah I start I signed a three-year lease on a, a woman of many hats oh she is. I love hats baby she will put on five more but I got my year, toad hat up here I'll wear my toad oh, hat don't bring that shit out <laughs> please don't bring that shit out toad vibes can be immaculate sometimes bitch don't be mean. <laughs> but Listen out if it makes you feel good. But like having the same version of the future, like you should want the same things along the same like guideline. Like, I mean, and Josh and I talk about like, you know, is this a deal breaker? And, you know, he said he's like, I, I would want to move, but it's not a deal breaker. And I'm like, so it's something we can revisit. But if you know, like your person is like genuinely wanting something that you can't give them. Mm. Sometimes walking away from the relationship is the best way to love somebody. That's how I felt. If you love them, let them go. Yeah, that's we how should I should have put that in the cliches. Yeah. Oh, that is very true. I did feel that about Dave. I felt like I love you so much and I cannot be the wife that you need. I cannot be the I partner. I felt that very much from you, from your divorce yeah. and kind of walking it through with you and... I, I do feel like it, that's where it came from, from you. Like, I I love him this much is why I'm letting him go. And that sounds silly. Not, not many people understand that until you, like, yeah. hear it in the context. So it's Or like, until you really feel it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting take on that. I like that. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is kind of a toxic one, but a good one. Okay. Um, oh, no. This is the... We'll do the lighthearted one. Um, this is a deal breaker for me. I'm sorry. It's a fuck no. If you're rude to service workers and don't tip or like, don't tip, don't tip like well enough. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Also, I'm like that. It's like heartstring. I serve. Coming from two people that were bartenders. In the service industry since I was 14. Shout out Applebee's in Brunswick. (laughs) You know the, you know the B crew. What is it? Um, Two for 20. Two for eight. Name any deal. I remember it. I'll fuck up some artichoke dip. Liz, are we going after Instead of happiness? I will go. 
Can I tell you, every time what, I order, marks? every time I order spinach and artichoke dip, I want it to be Applebee's spinach and artichoke dip. <laughs> it's the best. Nothing compares. Get your fucking fed artichoke dip out of here. No, I want cream. Mm-hmm. I want. Ain't nothing like it. Boneless wings. Ooh. Straight fire. Straight fire. Um, Joe and I actually went on vacation and we're like, what do you want? And we could have gone anywhere. We went to Applebee's. <laughs> Don't tell anybody that. <laughs> Actually, I just told it on podcast. So. But <laughs> it's we're on TikTok, bitch. I'll put it on TikTok. <laughs> but it's true. Seriously, sponsor us, Applebee's. We love you. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, if you do not, if you're also like, I don't, I've never like found this. It's never happened to me that someone's like rude to a service worker because like also we're on a date. You're trying to impress me. I'm trying to impress you. We're trying to act like nice people or like acting out of character, being extra nice. So it's like, if that were to happen, that would, mm-hmm. but it's like the tipping part. Oh yeah. Like don't be cheap. Like be cheap, not in front of me, but like. If you're doing, if you're in front of me and I can like see you, it's like, yeah, just, just, you know, I worked in the service industry too. And you know that because obviously we've gotten yeah. that far. So yeah, 20%. And I'm just going to say it's cross board. 20% everybody. Yeah. 20%. And if you're at a bar, a dollar a drink at least. If you're at like, you know, whatever, $2 pint the air And anyone who ever had any questions is 20%. 20% okay. or more. Or a dollar a drink sure. if you're just drinking at the bar. Like one for one. One for one. One yeah. for one. And then um, obviously you rack up a bill to 20% on that. Yes. That's it. So. And if you've been a dick, more money than that. Yeah. If you know like you're just working this girl or working the guy bartender. Just, yeah. Just, you know. If you're, if you're throwing a little bit of sexual harassment in there, pay me for dealing with that. <laughs> and now calling management. And also if you're say. at Applebee's ordering shots tip us more because <laughs> because fuck shots were a restaurant that used to happen all the time people at melt too. i was Shout like, out my melt crew I'm i was sorry, like yeah i worked at i worked at a brewery that only yeah. served beer wine oh see you're lucky oh uh, yeah i say it was a bartender i was a beer tender it was easy shit yeah that is easy but it's it was i don't know you still deal with shit in the service industry oh people are the so worst just, yeah so a, a little so tip, important i'm glad tip, you said that it is red flag it is if you're on a first a- date and someone's a douchebag to the waitress I just like how are they going to treat their mom? You know, yeah. you just got to wonder. That is actually another red flag. It's like how their relationships with their family members. Mm-hmm. And I get family's tricky, but like also. Don't yeah. Be you can be too close, but also you can be too much of an asshole. Right. Yeah. I respect that. Okay. Mine is, is less funny, <laughs> but also gaslighters. I want to talk about this because I don't think enough people know what gaslighting is. Yeah, we can explain it um gaslighting mostly it's like if you're in a fight with someone and they immediately like deflect and try to make the situation worse and by putting it on you so you start so for example you start a fight you open up yourself you don't start a fight you open you open it up you open up your feelings about something like hey I feel X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And they get defensive and they turn it all around right. back and like, make it seem like it's your fault and that. Yeah. This is so a like new say problem. say maybe you're suspecting something fishy is going on with your partner. You look at their phone. Something something's up. And you confront them about it because it's like, hey, this shit's going on. And they immediately go to like, why are we on your phone? You don't trust me. Like, this is what I'm talking about. This is why I am the way I am. You never trust me. Like blah blah blah. And they make it into a bigger thing and it's like, whoa. Just trying to talk about it. Whoa. Um, you're the one that was texting that girl from that place. This is on you, bro. Yeah, that's not. But the in track. the moment, gaslighters, because this is the thing. In the moment, like when you're with a gaslighter, you will feel like, oh, shit. Or if your relationship was built on gaslighting, mm-hmm. you're like, you're right. I probably shouldn't have been snooping in your stuff. I'm like, can't relate. Girl, bye. Girl, bye. Can't handle it. Um. The Chicks have a great song called Gaslighter. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend that whole album. Also, like, this is a new term. Can we talk yeah. about that? Gaslighting is a new term. Like, yeah. It's been around. I mean, people have been doing this for a long time. It's just funny that gaslighting is just like pulled out the woodwork in 2020. Yeah. And um, it's just like we named it. But it's like, it's also, it's good. It's like put it, bring it to the surface. Yeah. To like, but we this can like, name it something, which means we know it's a problem so we can fix it. Yeah. And this goes into like how you fight with each other. Like, if you fight with someone and it turns into this like toxic, terrible energy, you know, like that's what I mean. Like sometimes like it just scares me when I see people that are like tolerating relationships where they're just being like gaslit. Like one time I shot a wedding and I literally said at the wedding, like normally I don't like interject, but I was like, girl, do you know what gaslighting is? Cause that's what your whole family has been doing to you all day. And this is triggering for me. 
this is triggering. I was just like, I'm going to throw these people off a bus. It was just like, you know, like the mom was late and the groomsmen were all late. And the bride was understandably fucking frustrated. And they made it be like, be crazy. It's okay. It's just one day. And I'm like, you're right. It's one fucking day. They could put on a goddamn watch and be on time. I was like, don't like they literally made her feel crazy. And I was just like, oh, no. And it wasn't like her partner necessarily. Her partner was late, really fucking late, but it was fine. It was like her aunt and her mom. Mm -hmm. And I, I was just like, I've never seen anything like this in my life. I was like, because she had a big personality and probably a conservative area. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, tolerance for this shit. Rach never does. No, I, I yelled at her family so bad. Like, <laughs> I was just like, Listen, get the fuck out. I just second shot for Rach for like two years and she will definitely tell you how it is. Oh, yeah. You like will be like, back the fuck up. My loyalty is to my couples only. That's it. That's all you owe them to. And yeah. I respect that. I don't care I who's that. paying my bill, who signed the contract. It's the bride and the groom. That's who my loyalty is to. If you're doing anything to derail their day or their vibe, you're out. Like, point blank, you're fucking out. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you do that. Like, sometimes I get phone calls from moms that leave voicemails, even though, like, my voicemail says, like, <gasps> this is Rachel J with Rachel by the Creative. Please fill out my contact form if you are, like, I will have, like, recently I had a mom. No, I've not had and any I was mom like, issues. I'm like, no, I have not had mom issues because i'm like i learned from other people's mistakes thank god but it's like it's so crazy to me like i don't mind i don't necessarily mind if like a mom i don't i don't don't, yeah i don't care if mom comes up to me and like yeah i love when they introduce themselves like bless me on good graces the whole day because like usually i I say like hey during the reception pull me aside grab me get get some pics with your friends i say the same i say the same thing like just be on the good side but no they're actually i don't know i can see where some come off and put their claws out and i'm like you're clear of that skirt yeah um but i'm pretty good at like making yeah. people happy with like mm-hmm. like i yeah. always give us like fake face and they're like me and my work friends and it like turns yeah. into like her entire side of the family i'm like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. send your second shooter yeah I'm like, all, right, this is done. <laughs> <laughs> all right you got the last one i think i do um i guess i can get into this one okay they use ultimatums to get their way. Oh. Absolute 100% toxic. Yes. You have to know this. So, um, yeah. If they threaten your relationship. Um, oh, my God. I actually don't. I don't think I have any experience with this. Really? I mean. This is a. I know exactly what relationship you're talking about. This is a high school one. So we can't blame anybody here. Because yeah. we were young. But um, I felt that it was a lot of like threatening relationship over like coming to compromise. And maybe that was just like fight languages and like just being young and immature. But um, that it was so bad. But that has actually led me to believe um, that conflict is just really scary for me. So like anything that I bring up to the surface can end in like being, you know, split up. Yeah. So that will really hurt someone. Um, so it is gets very exhausting too for both people both parties it's like we worked this hard and we're just gonna drop it you know what i mean because of a fight but it's also just like really unhealthy to be like i can drop you like a dime like you know what i mean like we my god did somebody tell you that no but i mean like if you're if we get into one simple fight over something stupid it was like we could break up you know so it was like it's that easy for you you know so it was just it was tough but that's just one a huge red flag. Even if they are pulling that, not even necessarily with like, like making an ultimatum about their relationship, but more about like anything. It's like if you don't do this, then you know yeah. it just is like come to a compromise yeah. first. Like try I'll, to. Agree. I'll own it that like I'm a more of an ultimatum giver. <laughs> <laughs> and what and what type of ultimatums are you giving? Though? I've never. I don't think I've ever given Josh an ultimatum, but I'm kind of just like in it. I think ultimatums like ultimatums have also the stigma of being manipulations mm-hmm. and i don't ever feel like i've been manipulative intentionally but also like i got married and engaged like i got engaged at the age of 20 we're not we're not saying i was not at my most mature okay i'll own that i was a tiny baby <laughs> listen at 20 years old like i was still ripping trots like <laughs> just like 
<laughs> acting a fool, throwing up every weekend. So. Oh God. But um, yeah, I, I definitely, I, I've talked about this before. Like my ex calls it the ultimatum when I was like, you either propose or we break up. It was this. Wait, this is what we just talked about. Yeah, we got, you either propose or we break up. I was like, you shouldn't be begging. You shouldn't be making ultimatums to propose, though. Right. But that was the thing. Red I, flag number one. Yes, it was, a, it was a red flag that he didn't want to and that he didn't feel. But also, it was just a, a level of immaturity where I felt like we had to take this next step. Where, like, with me and my current partner, like, as I'm 27, like, I, I'm low-key about it. Yeah. I'm like, I want us to get married probably i think i don't know i'm working about it in therapy Catherine, what do you think um that's my Come therapist Catherine. Catherine, tell me do you think i'm ready i don't know <laughs> Talk to us. seriously advice um but <laughs> <laughs> but like it was just this like at the time i really felt like i needed an answer and it's a form of insecurity at its at its truest. Like it was just like I was insecure and I didn't know what I wanted. And so I gave an ultimatum. And although I didn't really feel like it was an ultimatum because like I meant it. Like I really truly felt like yeah. you have two options here. But that's also like I'm innate on the Enneagram. So I'm like black and white. We're yeah, black yeah, and white yeah. here. Like we are. It's one or two. A or B. Make your decision. Okay. There's yeah. no gray. Like that's it. Yeah, I guess that's different. So, but you like, can. I think there are relationships, obviously, that use ultimatums as this, like, as trying a to get factor. as a control, trying to get you to act the way they want you to act, mm-hmm. or like threatening. Always just like threatening a relationship is just like never fucking do that. Then like, no. you're just like proving that like I'm worth nothing, and so like you could drop me like this and be just fine, and that right. will really do some serious damage to a person. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's if you're one. yeah if you're seeing these red flags. Um, and you think you aren't as happy as you should be, first off, we're not going to tell you, just drop this motherfucker. Just try to talk to him. Yeah. You know, talk it out. Compromise as much as you can and figure that out. We're not saying these are like fucking deal breakers, but. Yeah, there, there are deal breakers and red flags. I think there's a difference between And deal breakers things. are personal, so. Yes. So we are not professionals yeah. again. <laughs> so you could take Everybody, yeah. advice or. But we're trying to be kind of general here. But like, Yeah. And just thanks for everyone for listening. We've been like so overwhelmed with so overwhelmed, so many uh, honestly amazing messages and encouragement. And like, uh, we are so fucking lucky. And like, honestly, this was just an excuse to see Jess every week. (laughs) (laughs) She roped me into this. I literally had nothing to do with this. Yeah, I'm so stoked. Jess still hasn't been able to listen to a podcast. And I'm not not sure I ever will. I just trust that you know it sounds good. You guys are giving me amazing. I think some movie stars never watch their own movies, so you're just like a Johnny Depp or something. Call me a method actor, a method (laughs) podcaster. I take it very seriously, and I never watch my own. Yes, but um. Still, please keep, like, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts and, like, sharing it with your friends. We want, like, this to be a place for, like, all people to come and be heard and feel loved and um, interact with us. Um, Soon we're going to put up this uh, Google form for divorce Q&A. So go fill that out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we'll probably have it in the link in our bio and our Instagram. Yeah, it's going to be anonymous. So yeah, um, anonymous. I think that's going to help people actually feel like they can ask me like shitty questions. questions. Yeah. So (laughs) you can get down and weird and deep with her and we'll we'll answer them or she will. I'll ask them. Yeah. But yeah, we freaking love you guys. Thank you guys so much. And yeah, that's I guess that's it. That's the episode. It is. Until next time. Next Friday. Let's go. Bye, babies. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha